Hello, and welcome to Tabletop Game Talk, a show where we talk about tabletop games and gaming topics of all kinds. This week, we're talking about how to be casual with your competitive games. I'm one of your hosts, Fletcher. I'm Kitty. And I'm Chris. This is a follow-up to the last episode that I was on, the one where Chris and Fletcher weren't talking about a video game. In this episode, instead of talking about casual versus competitive play, we'll explore how to play competitive games in a casual way, from the least organized open play gaming night to highly structured leagues. What are some of the ways players of all skill levels can enjoy competitive games against each other? But first, as always, a thank you to our Patreon friends of the show, Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sahara Wentworth, Michael Finley, Listener Doug, and the Gifted Games in Grays Lake, Illinois. Huge thanks to all our other patrons as well. Um, also, join us. We just spent the last half hour talking about TV, mostly. Chris is trying to get me to watch Andor, and I it's don't want to. Oh, good. It's so good. But we can't get back into it. We can't. Yeah. yeah. You just have to join our pre-show to understand how good it is. Um, that's tabletopgametalk.com slash live, Mondays, 830 Central. Um, live audience, dis- weigh in. See, did Chris <laughs> yeah. convince you to watch Andor? Let us know in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> just everyone do it. Um, and if you want to talk to us, but you can't be part of our live audience, join our Discord. Our Discord's getting pretty big, and I'm getting lots of notifications, so I need to like silence it for a... I actually have no idea how to silence this. Um, but I only have notifications on for certain channels. You just, I won't you tell just people quit. which ones. <laughs> <laughs> just quit the I program. think there's a decent number of people who have notifications on for the free buy sell trade channel. And we're waiting for me to post games last week, but I didn't because sometimes I do have a day job. Um, but yeah, we're, we're close to 200 people on our Discord right now. I'm rounding Dang. up, but it's a decent. Oh. Yeah. It's like two. Well, never mind. Or one eighty. One eighty. That's close to two hundred. <laughs> I was gonna say we're close to two hundred at two eighty, huh? Chris is great at math. <laughs> it's all. It's all good. It was close to two hundred. Two eighty is close to two hundred. Uh, if twenty of our listeners, that is, you know, the remaining listeners that we have, would join us, we'd be at two hundred even. And if you can't join us there, join us on our board game arena group. There we have a hundred and almost ten. We have 109, which is 100 and almost 10 um, <laughs> players in our BGA group. So, and I know that that's one of the channels that you listen to in our Discord is the BGA group. Yes, because today I learned I'm an admin on the BGA group, and so did John. <laughs> <laughs> we have Who a knew? number of yeah. So if you join our Discord, you can basically just post in the welcome channel or the general channel hey how do i get an invite to the bga group um and really you just need to post your bga username and somebody there's like eight of us that uh can add you to the bga group and then you'll get added in and then you just start playing lots and lots of games kitty will start well you haven't started i haven't played a next station london game with the bga group in probably two weeks I haven't so been fast. starting lots of games because somebody else has been doing some Welcome Twos and Railroad Inks, which is most of what I play, um, and Hardback. play a lot of that. And then I said that thing about Seven Wonders Duel the other day, and I played so much Seven Wonders <laughs> Duel. And I got good, and then I got bad again. So I was going to say, did you get yeah. any good at it? Um, I beat John, so... You know, <laughs> that's that's good. Yeah, I'm playing. Uh, Steve it started a, <laughs> a great Western trail, and I always like to have a great Western trail go, and like 
in in action. But um, yeah, it is. It's it's stressing. I I I love this game so much, and I don't want to ever lose, and therefore it's very stressful. Which kind of goes with our topic today, but we're not getting to our topic just yet because we have much more important things to talk about before we talk about our topic. And that is Fletcher. What have you been up to this week? (laughs) Um, Well, I just got back from Austin this weekend. I went to go visit my parents and uh, had lots of barbecue, went to Franklin's Franklin barbecue. And that was amazing. Um, But besides that, I've been playing a lot of Marvel snap (laughs) still. (laughs) Marvel Snap. And I still haven't paid for anything. You haven't paid for anything yet. I have not purchased or bought anything yet on Marvel Snap. All right. So we'll get back to that in just a moment. Because, well, no, we're going to talk about this right now. Um, <laughs> I've heard a number of people say that, and it's on our Discord too, and, and it's justified. It's like, if I had to pay for this game, I wouldn't play it. But since I don't have to play for pay for it, I play it a lot to the point of you know probably an hour or two a day which is a lot for a game like this like I'll a lot just... for a game that's max six minutes exactly because <laughs> you know, i'll just sit i'll watch tv and it's like okay it's a commercial or whatever i just sit down and play a game of marvel snap or uh i don't really need to pay t- that close attention to this i'll just sit down and play marvel snap or like it's just it's so easy to just pull out and play but I don't have any problem paying for it. Now, Kitty mentioned something pre-show that I did not. I was I was I was surprised by. Um, Kitty. So I listened to last week's episode. Was that what surprised you that I, I listened to you guys? <laughs> well, you listened to parts of it, sure, sure. <laughs> um, because I got the text message. I was on the thread where I said I was too sick, and as you can probably hear this week, I'm sorry. Uh, I was not lying about it, <laughs> um, but my voice is mostly back. Um, so I saw this text message from Chris about this thing called Marvel Snap and was like, oh, look this up, downloaded it, started playing. I was curious what you guys thought about it. So I listened to the episode and uh, you didn't mention the seasons at all, because to me, the whole point of playing is I time my playing around when the missions drop because I like to check those boxes. That is what I think is fun about this game. And part of that leads into the seasons. And after you get past the, I think there's two kind of introductory seasons you play through, or maybe it's just one. I think it's just one. Yeah. So you get through the first introductory season where you get the blue marble as yep. the card at the end. Then the next season that is current is um, a Black Panther season. And you have to pay $10 to unlock all of the content in there. So you're getting through levels. And sometimes, you know, they're free rewards. But sometimes if you want to get all of the Black Panther cards that you can get, that's $10. And I'm assuming once a month or so, they're going to release a new season. And there's going to be a new card and all new goals. And that's how they're going to hook a lot of people. That's like the the big model for a lot of these freemium, whatever you want to call them, games nowadays. So are you going to pay for the season? No, I'm cheap. 
(laughs) (laughs) But it makes me kind of mad every time I look in there to unlock the free parts of the thing. Because I'm like, well, I got got the stuff. I I hit the goal to get this thing, but I can't have it because I'm cheap. (laughs) So here's my thing. Well, here's my thing with paying for games. If you enjoy a mm-hmm. game, you shouldn't feel guilty for paying for it. Um, also, if you're playing a game and you don't pay for it, you shouldn't feel um, better than other people who are paying for the game. Because there is oh, yeah, that thing. I'm, no, like, I'm in no way oh, putting myself pay as like I'm a good person for this. I'm just I'm cheap, and I don't well, like to pay. Which, for this. which is totally valid. It's just it's funny to me. It's like no, no, no. I don't pay for anything. I like I'm, I got this far, and I didn't pay for anything. I'm like, but. That's that's fine. Uh, I don't well, think you should be able to pay for it or not pay for it and not feel gu- guilty either way is what I'm saying. Yeah. And usually a lot of these things, you know, you'll pay for the season to get the stuff. And then a few months later, there will be opportunities for you to be able to get the same things in other ways. So usually only. It depends. Exclusive for a while. Yeah. I will say that the variants will probably be exclusive because they are just yeah. variant cards. Um, ca- the cards themselves, I would imagine that you'll be able to get them in other ways. Uh, here's my advice about seasons in general. Um, a, if you don't want to, p- if you don't want to pay to play, that's 100% fine. But if you are unsure and you're like, oh man, I kind of, there's a lot of stuff here. Just play through the season, wait till the last couple days and see how far you got. Because if you pay $10 at the end of the month, you still get everything you would have unlocked otherwise. Mm-hmm. So that's you can what say, I'm doing. Yeah, how far did I get? And now is it worth spending the $10? Is it worth it 10 bucks to unlock all this other stuff? And right. honestly, like, there's a line where I'm not sure exactly where it is, but if this season had been $3, I probably would have paid for it. Well, here's the thing. But 10 is kind of a lot of dollars. It's kind of a telemarketing thing, too, because if you ever, not telemarketing, uh, like an infomercial thing, where it's like, you know, they get you with, it's it's only $30. And then once you <laughs> yeah. go there, they start upcharging you everything. If you click on the buy for $9.99, the first thing it says is, do you want it at $9.99 or do you want it at $14.99 and you get 10 free levels? And then I'm like, That's well, of ridiculous. course, $14.99. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would never. <laughs> which is, which is again, is completely unnecessary. But um, in general, I've... You know, I have spent a lot more money on games I play a lot less of, so I don't really have. I don't feel bad for spending money on it, and I d- it's completely fine if people don't want to spend money on it. Eventually, um, I think within the next few weeks, they'll be releasing a friends slash battle mode, so you can like challenge your friends, and that will be welcomed for a lot of people. I think. I don't yeah. know how I'd feel about that. So the way it is. It doesn't bother me to lose to strangers, but (laughs) if you and Fletcher know how often I just lose. Well, this, the battle mode is interesting. So essentially the way, what it'll be is you will, you know, you'll, you'll be able to fight your friends and it's the first to 10 cubes wins. So it's multiple games and Hmm. strategic retreats become a lot more interesting where someone's like okay i'm gonna snap on you now and it's like oh do i think i have them or should i just retreat i'll lose a cube but then i can come back and maybe get you know a double snap next time and come back and get eight eight cubes or something like that if you don't know what we're talking about um yeah go download marvel snap it's free and play it and then or you listen go. to last week's episode or listen to last week's episode <laughs> you know one one of those two both maybe it's fun. all is good so 
and we'll see. We'll see how much staying power this has. Um, it is, it's a fun little game. And if they keep adding stuff, it'll keep my attention. And adding stuff like adding modes and features and stuff. I don't, you know, adding more cards, eh, it's okay. Um, adding more ways of playing with those cards, then it becomes more fun. Uh, this week is Thanksgiving in the U.S. You guys have any yep. big Thanksgiving plans? Player three keeps saying we're going to have a feast. And he's so excited <laughs> about it. That's <laughs> uh, the other day for some reason for dinner. I was like, oh, what do you want to have for dinner? And he's like, I want a feast tonight. And I was like, no, but feast? you know what's coming up. <laughs> apparently I really hyped up Thanksgiving because he is very excited about this feast on I, Thursday that we're having. Has he been to medieval times too many times? Um, He has never been to medieval times, but he watched uh, Blippi go to medieval times. So, you know. Next he's going to be asking for some tournament with his feast. <laughs> yeah, my Zachary's school did a... Uh, like I asked him questions about Thanksgiving. And one of the things they asked was, so how, what temperature do you cook a turkey at? And for how long? So he's like, well, you have to cook a turkey at eight degrees for eight hours. And, <laughs> and then it'll get warm. And they're like, what sides can you have with your turkey? He's like, chicken nuggets and French fries. And I'm like, that part is pretty accurate. <laughs> this is revealing a lot to the teacher. It, it's, it's, yeah. I'm looking at it I'm like, Oh yeah, that that's on me. Okay, that's. Me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're looking forward to it. We're going to Michigan for Thanksgiving, and short of the drive, um, I think we'll be good. But I'm meeting up with a few listeners on the way to drop off games, kind of like the uh, Turkey Santa as I drop off games throughout Michigan. Um, but yeah, so that's what I'm doing. Fletcher, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Are you going anywhere? Nope, just staying home. Carmen works the two days before and the two days after. She has only Thanksgiving Day off. Are you guys going to make a turkey? Yep. I'll probably smoke a turkey. Fun. Ooh, Spencer's going to be jealous. Yeah, Sydney doesn't have Friday <laughs> off either. Like, she, she's an accountant at, like, an office job, and she doesn't have Friday off. And I don't have I Friday have, off. I just took it off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I have Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday off because my company's ridiculous. So... I guess I just take that for granted. She gets mad at me every time I have days off that no one else in the world does. <laughs> Spencer took this whole week off. I don't know how many days he had to take versus how many he had off, but he took them off uh, for deer hunting. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my company gives us like wow, 30, thirty paid holidays, and it's it's insane. Um, I don't get it, but I don't complain about it. I'm just like, okay, that's fine. But all right, let's talk about games or something and if, <laughs> if we must um this will get me to bed sooner <laughs> <laughs> well this has been on my mind obviously for the last few weeks of how to make so i a little background i really love competitive games i love head-to-head dueling games um seven wonders duel i will play against kitty over and over and over and over and i have no problem winning all the time but <laughs> Every once in a while, she gets lucky, and I lost once. And and I'm like, oh, well, that doesn't feel as good as winning does. So I don't really <laughs> want to do that anymore. Um, I won more than once. I don't know. We can look at the stats. But what I'm really Ooh, getting at is I completely understand that playing a competitive head-to-head game 
isn't necessarily fun if you're losing all the time, especially if that loss matters or if winning gets you something, right? And so that's, I've been kind of toying, like figure, trying to figure out how do you solve that problem? How do you make a game more fun even though you lose a lot? And I'm not talking to you directly, Kitty. I'm just saying in general. And this made me start yeah, thinking. that about- felt a little mean. <laughs> how do you have fun if you don't win, Kitty? Well, it, yeah. I mean, what how, is your how secret? Do you have any fun at all? I just don't get it. Um, but why do I even bother? Why? 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 Yeah. <laughs> so, but it got me thinking about sports leagues and like bowling leagues. I, for some reason, my head went to bowling leagues, which are kind of just fun. <laughs> Maybe because you're from the Midwest. It is from because I'm from the Midwest. But like you have any league, right? If you're doing soccer or, or you know, I don't know what's uh, frisbee golf. What do they call it? So you don't ultimate get, frisbee. <laughs> Uh, no, 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 because there's you can't say frisbee. There's something else, disc golf or something. Oh, okay, disc, disc golf. golf is a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, like those types of things, people compete in, and obviously most people don't win. And what I think of there is it's a team thing. So you're going, you're competing with your team. Even if you lose, it doesn't matter. You have some bar that sponsors you, and you go and have drinks afterwards. So you know, is that the fun of losing? And do we need to have a beverage at the end of every loss? to make losing more fun. And I'm just going to pause there for a moment because I'm just curious what you guys think makes, like would keep you playing a game even though you weren't winning at the game on a regular basis. (laughs) This really is turning into why do I still play games? Why do you bother, (laughs) Kitty? How do you live with yourself? That's not the intent. I promise (laughs) that's not the intent. you're so bad at games. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, how, how how do you do that? Um, I have fun playing them. And even if I don't have a beverage at the end of the game, I enjoy the camaraderie of hanging out with the people I played with, whether it's people I played with on the same team or people I played with against me. I enjoy, like, I only play games with people whose company I enjoy. That's weird. I know. It's shocking. Strange. (laughs) Who knew? I'm still okay. trying to figure out how to use BGA because I don't know how to find my stats on anything. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do another episode on <sighs> finding stats. It's it's really convoluted. You have to click on the game. It's so convoluted. I remember then, that you had to click on the game. I got that far. And then in the very bottom right corner, there'll be a stats link that's hidden that will give you all your stats. Welcome to Tabletop Tech small. Support. Yeah. While Kitty's doing that, Fletcher, have you participated in any leagues of any kind? Like, just Hmm. game leagues? I'm trying to think. Probably not, if I have to think this long. I don't think I have. (laughs) No, I'm going to say, I'm going to say no. Is there something that keeps you from doing that? And again, I'm not talking just board games, like like sports. Like, you know, is there a sport that you like that you're just like, nah, I'm not going to join a league? I don't really like the sport that much. Um, well, okay, so I take this I take it back. Like a few years ago, um I did join um I think it was it was a work softball league, like a, you know, a beer league softball team. I did that for for like, you know, a, a season, quote unquote, which is like 10 or 12 games. Um and then a few years before that I joined a kickball league for fun. But it's not something that I do every year 
or consistently. It's usually take some prodding from other people. And I do it because I know people who are, who want to go and want to show up and, um, you know, have fun with people essentially, not because I'm actually, you know, good <laughs> at whatever I'm going to be participating in. So it's the social aspect of it. 100%. All right. So if, and now switching more into a board game mentality, let's, let's use, let's use seven wonders duel, which um, for the record, both Kitty and I started a game with Fletcher two weeks ago of seven wonders <laughs> duel. And both Kitty and I ended that game with Fletcher tonight with him have taken three turns total between both of our a- games. I think abandoned the game. Abandoned <laughs> us. Um, I don't know. So in, in my defense, we started these games right before I had family over. And then right after you told me about Marvel Snap. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't have a lot of time. And then I invested a lot of time in Marvel Snap. So, you know, that's it's not all on me. I mean, it is all on me, but there were extenuating circumstances. Uh, so, okay. All right. Uh, let's use Marvel Snap as an example. Because Marvel Snap is close enough to a tabletop game, and it has a couple things. And Kitty, I don't remember if you said this pre-show or on on the show, but we were talking about the versus feature. So I think this is on the show. Um, this is it's been so long now. <laughs> and and you mentioned that you don't mind losing to strangers, but what about if we were to do a league on the Discord for Marvel Snap, and you had to play certain people? And you like win or lose, like, would that be fun? What would make a league like that fun? This is for Kitty, right? This is for Kitty. I'm sorry. I just saw a text message come in. (laughs) It was very distracting on my computer screen here. Um, What would make a league where I am playing Marvel Snap? Well, I guess it depends on like, I just want to come in like, middle of the road i just don't want to lose always um so that's fine and then also if there were a like discord channel where everyone was chatting about it and you could talk about like oh this is what's going on in my game ha ha look at this man my strategy sure isn't working for me what's a strategy that's working for you guys that kind of stuff there was that that chat going on in the background that would make it more fun so kind of like our even if I was football. losing, yeah, which I am losing right now. <laughs> I, doing... I think I won last week, but I had a four game winning streak and then a four game losing streak, <laughs> and yeah, it really really turned on me there. Fantasy football, and tonight I just needed one player to get like five points, and they have put me in the negative for tonight's game and i can't talk about it anymore that's fair (laughs) (laughs) now do you find that the worst you're doing in the league because so fantasy football is about a 16 week league um so you're playing for about four months and at the beginning we have you know audio evidence we're all gung-ho about it this is the most exciting thing Mm -hmm. ever and now we're about halfway through and i'm doing miserable and it's hard to be <laughs> You're excited beating me and i am still i don't know i'd say we're both middle of the pack well, maybe maybe but it's it's hard to i think if playoffs excited, happen right? right now you're in them am i really I, I have two leagues one league i am not in them 
at all. And it is so bad. My entire bench is injured. Okay. And then part of my team is injured. You're in, in sixth place of a 12-man league. You are dead center. So you would not make playoffs. No, I think last week you were making playoffs. But yeah, you're not losing that, poor, that badly. I'm, I'm not losing that badly. But I'm not winning. And since I'm in the middle, it becomes less of less exciting, right? As as the league goes on. And I'm wondering, is there something that could keep it exciting? Like what what revitalizes that kind of middling performance when you have a league that goes on for so long? And, and is it really just, you know, well, shorter leagues? work better because you get to restart more often. I Christopher says think don't that be shallow losing, too late, <laughs> I think that losing sometimes makes things more fun because if I just keep winning all of the time, like what is the point? It's you have to lose sometimes to remember that you can. So what you're saying is Christy it just doesn't understand. She just keeps winning, I don't and therefore think she Christy cannot really has, enjoy it. She's, she's got a couple losses. She's eight and two. She's eight and two. She has two losses. And, I, you know, that's, you know, maybe not as admirable as my <laughs> delightful five and five record. But it's still, you know, if you win every single week, is it still an activity? Is it fun? I guess, yes. like, maybe if you're working really hard to win every week, if you're putting in effort, you're recruiting players, you're on the waiver wires, you're doing this work, then yeah, it's still fun for you. But, you know, and also maybe, you know, if you're just defeated, like, oh, I lose every week, so I don't care. I'm just going to go hit the green optimize button. I'm not going to pay any more attention. I don't care. That's not fun. If all you're doing is opening an app once a week, either winning or losing, hitting a green button and saying, well, that's good. I, I don't think there's very much to that. I don't think you can take a lot of pride. Like, you know, I'm always like bothering Spencer for news. Who's got, you know, a good kicker? Who's up against a, you know, really bad offense? What defense should I take this week? You know, that kind of stuff. Like look looking for the news, playing the thing. And it does it work out for me? Absolutely not. But it's still fun. <laughs> it's fun to, to do the work sometimes. Does I will it say result my kicker in anything? Did- <laughs> no. <laughs> my kicker did score more points than both my running wide receivers and one of my running backs combined. Your kicker either had a very good game or the rest of your positions performed very poorly. Both of those things are true. My kicker got 22 <laughs> points, um, which was That's wild. insane. Yeah. And I still I have the same kicker That's in both leagues. What I, I still need lost to win. in both leagues. I would like uh, Robbie Gold to get like 10 more points. This game. <laughs> some of our listeners know that's already happened. Um, I think you bring up some good points, though. I think that part of what keeps it interesting, what win or lose, is if the meta is interesting, right? If you're still mm-hmm. having fun trying to catch up, trying to come back. Because if you kind of just give up and it's like, eh, okay, fine, there's nothing I can do, so I'm just going to – I'll do the bare minimum. You're not going to have – you shouldn't expect to have any fun because you're not really playing the game at that point. Now, this is, you know, we're talking fantasy football where this just kind of runs itself. But at the same time, I think that works for like if you had a, a card game league 
And every time you showed up, you just came with the same deck, never tried to tweak it. You're just like, well, I got to go. I got to participate because, you know, I feel obligated to do that. But I'm not going to try to get any better because I just keep losing no matter what I do. Like that obviously isn't all that much fun. And it sort of makes sense to not want to keep playing in those leagues, right? Like you still have to like the game you're playing mm-hmm. in order to like the non-competitive well, the casual nature of it. So maybe that's the thing. If you don't enjoy a competitive game when you're losing, do you really enjoy that game at all? <laughs> I what mean, is the sound of one hand clapping? <laughs> <laughs> what I'm, I'm like, seriously, what do you think, Fletcher? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I don't know. I mean, I can say that even though the softball league I was in was terrible, I didn't mind playing because it was never about winning for me in the first place. It was about hanging out with my friends. Okay. So Mm -hmm. if if that's what it's just about for you, then yeah, I I didn't mind. I had no inclination that we were ever going to win and I know that I was terrible. So I was always like, stick me out in, you know, left field or something. Uh, (laughs) And uh, hopefully the ball doesn't come to me. Is there room for wanting to win, but also not taking the game too seriously? So to use your example, it's like, you know, you weren't really expecting to win anyway. You just, you were there for the social aspect of it. But if you were wanting to win, but also enjoyed the social aspect of it, I wonder how that would change your perspective if you just always lost. Yeah, I don't know. Like when you gave the example of like maybe, you know, in the future if they have this ability um creating a, you know, a Marvel Snap league, you, you know what I mean? Um right now I really enjoy playing Marvel Snap and I think I would really enjoy playing it in a in a league. Um if I lost all the time in the league, I would probably say that, you know, it would probably dampen my experience of it. But I don't know. Um, I, you know, I, I enjoy I enjoy playing it. Kitty, what do you think? Can you want to win and still enjoy a game at a casual level if you lose? Yeah, it can't be the only thing you want, though. The only like you cannot enjoy playing a game at a competitive, casual, whatever level we're discussing if you're losing. If the only thing you enjoy about it is winning. You have to enjoy the company of the people you're playing with and the play of the game itself. And if you don't have fun with those two things, then when you lose, you're not having fun. I think I agree. I'm going to use two, <laughs> two different examples. So um, the Key Forge tournaments that we just went to, the second day was Archon, which is a format where you bring your own deck and you know see how you do. I do not like this format. I don't think it's it's not all that enjoyable. I love the sealed format. I love what Keyforge does when it's when you open a pack and you know pick the best of three decks and play it. Like I think that's a really fun format. But the seal or the open format, just bring your best, usually just brings out people who are hyper competitive and they have these broken decks that you know. So I just I did not care. And when I was playing those games, in the moment I wanted to win. But win or lose, I didn't really take any real enjoyment out of it. Because I'm like, 
this as soon as I lose my second game, I'm just I'm gonna go and do something else that I actually want to do, which is not a great thing that you should be thinking when you're in the middle of playing the game, right? It's like, oh, <laughs> I don't really want to be playing this game, um, which isn't true. I wanted to play Keyforge in a different way. I just didn't want to play in that tournament. And when I lost my lost my second game, I had a food buzzer, and the food was just taking a long time. And the game started, so I'm hold the buzzer's next to me. And about six minutes into the game, the buzzer goes off, and I just was trying to play out the game to be done as quickly as possible. I wasn't trying to lose. I was just trying to play mm-hmm. it out as quickly as possible. And when I lost, I'm like, okay, cool, congratulations. And I just walked away and didn't think anything of it, except for I hope my fries aren't too cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I don't think that that's a great mindset to have. But you probably really annoyed the person you were playing. Against. No, he was completely fine. <laughs> I had a lot of fun playing with most people I was playing Keyforge with. Honestly, um, every game except for that one, my opponent was really fun. Um, the interactions were great. Uh, win or lose, I was having a good time. He was taking things much more seriously than I was. So even though I was trying to like make light of the fact that you know, like, oh yeah, there's food, blah blah, he was just like counting cards and. And making sure that every move was exact. And it's like, okay, fine. You're taking the game more seriously than I am. There's, I'm, I'm not as invested in winning as you are. So, But also, I'm not having fun playing against you. Because you're not worrying about who... You, you're not worried about the social aspect. You're not worrying about who you're playing against. You're worrying about the deck and how, how you can beat the deck. Now, there's nothing against him. He was trying to win the game. But it wasn't an enjoyable social experience for me. Unlike most every other game I played that weekend where it was like really fun to play against everybody. Now, a similar thing. So Team Covenant, they're a podcast. They're a game store in, I want to say, Oklahoma. Um, And they do online leagues, like webcam leagues for uh, competitive card games. Ashes, uh, I believe Summoner Wars, and they do uh, Flesh and Blood. And their leagues are Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, that's Christopher. uh, Thanks. And so their online leagues, though, are you participate for, I want to say, 12 weeks. And you play one game a week. And as long as you show up for eight of those games and and play eight of those games, you get sent an exclusive promo that they have and nobody else has. And I really enjoyed those leagues. I played Ashes for three seasons. I lost basically every single game, but I liked showing up and I liked playing these games. I met fun people. All the games were pretty relaxed and casual because it, win or lose, it didn't matter. And it was just a really fun thing. I stopped playing it because I I really got annoyed with playing over webcam. Um, but I think in person, that would be kind of fun. And I'm wondering, would that be enough, Kitty, to get you into a game store where you go into a game store every week for 12 weeks and at the end of that 12 weeks, as long as you were participated in eight of them, you get a unique Keyforge deck with your name on it or something like that. Would that be fun? Would it be fun? Yes. Would I have ever signed myself up for it? Mm, probably not. But if you <laughs> did that thing that you do sometimes, you're like, hey, we are doing a thing. I'd have fun. I'd go with it. <laughs> well, that's another thing too, right? You still have to have the desire to put yourself into that kind of commitment and also you have to take kids and family obligations out of it when you're talking about this in theory in practice kids and family obligations have if i had no obligations any nights of the week and yeah 
I could just do whatever I wanted with my time. Probably I would do that. Yeah. Fletcher, what about you? Fun. Um, I'd probably just go along with it. <laughs> yeah, see, like, neither of us would take the initiative on it. But if you were like, we're doing this, me and Fletcher would probably both be like, oh, okay. okay. And there's something yeah. about it being like a social thing that like, well, even if I don't have fun with whoever I play this week or like no one else in there is cool, at least like I know you and Fletcher would be there and that'd be fun. And like I've got right. that like insurance policy of like, well, it can't be so bad because there are at least some <laughs> people I like there. <laughs> There's some people that I know and like there, so it'll uh-huh. be fine. Hmm. I just need to get you guys to come out and visit more often to the local store we are doing if you are in the gray's lake area um this is a random in the middle of an episode plug but uh we're trying something out at the gift of games uh, which is our local game store and we're having a key a keyforge event december 10th at 11 a.m and what we're doing there to try because this is Basically, what I'm thinking is like I, I want to start building up a community, but I want it to be something that is welcoming to new players, but also fun for you know existing players or competitive players. And it's not an easy thing to do. But what this event is going to be is you can you come. It's a seven dollar entry fee. For that seven dollars, you get um, one of the previous sets, a deck from a previous set, um, whatever happens to be in stock. I think he has. I don't know if he has, I think he's missing one set, but he has decks from all the other sets. Um, and then you just play games. And I think we're making it go from 11 to 3. Um, and as many games as you can play, as long as each game's against a different person, you're going to get an entry into a prize pool. At the end of the event, we draw names for prizes. So as long as you play different people, you get more and more chances to win stuff. And the format is whatever you want. You want to play the sealed deck that you just bought? Great. You want to bring a killer deck? Fine. Whoever you're playing is like, hey, I have this really killer deck. Do you have a, a deck to challenge it? Sure, let's play this. You know, And there's no nothing on the line. Win or lose, you're still going to get entered into the drawing. Now, we do have separate pools. There's a winner pool and a loser pool. So if you were to win like 10 times, you'd have a really good chance in the winner pool. But you don't have a chance in the loser pool. But if you lose 10 times, you have a really good chance in the loser pool. Um but the idea there is just come and play. There are prizes. It's just not based on whether or not you win or lose. Is that something... It's how you play the game. It's how you play the game. It's how often you play the game. Um, is that something that would entice you, maybe not an, to drive an hour and a half, Kitty, but or even for you, Fletcher, but... If you saw that, it's like, oh, I'm interested in this new... Actually, three of the prizes are sealed Winds of Exchange decks about a month and a half before you'll be able to get them um, in retail. So that's those are the, the big prizes. But is that enough to say, hey, yeah, that sounds like a fun event. I haven't played Keyforge in three years because there's a pandemic and the game's been dead. Um, but this sounds like something I could go and participate in and not feel bad if I wasn't good. Um, I would probably say yes, but I, I don't, I still, to me, I don't think I would still show up unless I knew other people that were going to be there, at least one other person. Sure. And I think that that's a normal thing, right? You don't, usually uh-huh. you want to have a friend that you know, unless you're comfortable with the game store itself, but like, you know, right. Dice, Dice Dojo, which is a big game store in Chicago, had an event, a Keyforge event a couple of weeks ago. And Sydney was going. Now she'll just go anywhere. She has no problem just showing up and 
meeting people. But I'm like, she's like, you know, if we had to, you could go and I could stay home with the kids. I'm like, there's no way I would go if you weren't going. Like, that's just not something I'm into. Um, but when we both went, it was totally fine. I really enjoyed that. So I agree. I, th- I think there's a certain need for that social comfort level to do something like that. Like, I don't know, Kitty, if there was, if your game store down the street, and I don't know if you have a game store down the street, but if you don't, we should open one, um, had an event like this, <laughs> would you show up to that type of event? Knowing it's a Keyforge event. Or maybe one in your haunted mansion. Or in your haunted mansion, yeah. If the ghosts invited me to play Keyforge in this way, I would say yes. You'd have to, because <laughs> otherwise there's repercussions there. Yeah, they'll start turning all my water into blood and whatever <laughs> else it is ghosts do. But would you go to a game store by yourself for a game <laughs> that you're interested in? Probably not. What if it was Lord of the Rings, the card game, and it was like an event of just like, hey, come on in, play, you know, find some people, play through a scenario or two? Probably not. I don't like leaving <laughs> my house, though. I'm a bad, I'm a poor sport, and I know that about myself, and that's why I like to play with people I know and online. So... You know, I, I, I don't like the competitive, you know, once again, I lose a lot. So I don't like to put myself in situations where it matters that I lose a lot. So, but what if it didn't matter? I think that's the point is if it didn't matter, but you still would get the same thing, win or lose. It was just a game you enjoyed playing. Because I, I, I don't like playing with strangers. Okay. Which is a very If I knew someone there, if I had some people that I knew, even just like one other person, like Fletcher said, like, yeah, probably. But if it was just, I am not, I'm guaranteed to know no one at this event. No. So it needs to be a mixer. Got it. What do you think, Fletcher? (laughs) (laughs) Also, I think for you, I mean, for this Keyforge example, you have a lot more invested in Keyforge than I do. I have almost nothing invested in Keyforge. So for me to show up and, you know, quote, lose all the time, I have, you know, no expectation of winning, really. So it's for me, it's just pure fun. Yeah, I started out competitive in Keyforge because nobody knew what was going on. And then the more other people got with it, the more I lost. Um, and I wonder, I, I have to re-download my Keyforge app. I don't even know if I still like rank in the world of keyforge anymore because it's been it's moved on without me yeah it hasn't really changed all that much due to the world and that blip that happened in the middle (laughs) um but that is interesting i think that is kind of a an aspect because we talk about making sure we want to be a welcoming community right just as a gaming community in general you want to be welcoming um what that means to who like that can vary from person to person but at the very least I think it means that you want people to feel comfortable going into a room with a group of strangers and playing a game. And I agree with you, Kitty. I like my local game store who I know everyone who works there. And I know half the people that go in there. Um, that's an exaggeration. I know many of the people that go in there. I still don't show up for like open board game nights because I don't like sitting down with random people um, in an unstructured way. Like it just feels we've been noticing Zachary is shy. Like he'll go in, he's super talkative around us and he'll go to the classroom and just stop talking. And 
And it's a discouraging when you're watching your kids. Like he's so social and he's so talkative and he's so imaginative, but then he just clams up when he's around other people, even people he knows. And then I started like looking at myself. I'm like, oh crap, I am that exact same way. Like when I'm in a room of people that are, you know, socializing amongst themselves and stuff, I just kind of sit there and clam up and don't do anything until I'm approached. Then you can't shut me up. But so that's my thing with like open game nights and stuff where I'm just like, I don't want to go there alone because I need something to break the ice. Fortunately, I have Sydney who's like, she walks into a room and just starts jumping up and down and everyone's staring at her. I'm like, I'm with her. And (laughs) she, she opens those doors. But for me, I can't do that myself. No matter, no, no matter how much I like a game, I wouldn't be able to do that myself. So I completely agree with you, Kitty, where it's like, it sounds cool in theory, but in practice, it's really kind of a word of mouth, bring a friend type of thing. Oh, mm-hmm. if you bring a friend, get a prize. It's like the whole meal plan thing. Get some free food if you refer a friend. Or like a pyramid scheme. Well, maybe. <laughs> Is it really a pyramid scheme if you're just doing it for good? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's how you grow communities is you encourage people to bring other people because that could that could work. Like if someone I knew, even if I just knew them casually said, hey, we're having this event on Thursday night and, you know, we've played a couple games together in the past. Thought you might be interested. I'm like, hmm, maybe. John just mentioned like HeroClix used to run a bring a new uh, person night. If you brought someone new, you both got a limited edition figure. I love that. Like, I love that. Bring yeah. someone new. It's a great per- great way to bring someone new into the game and bring someone, uh, you know, or encourage someone, you know, to go with you to an event that you might not otherwise go to because you want this prize. And your friend will be like, all right, you know, I'll go. And then you I'll can go. just have fun together. And then you can meet other people there who can become the new person that you know will be there. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't take much, right? It's just, it's that initial meeting that's awkward and uncomfortable. And before I long, feel like we like, strayed away from competitiveness into social. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I but think that's sort of, it's true, though, but that's how you make competitive casual. I think, and, and yeah. I think that's what we established at the beginning, right? If you want to play something competitive, in a casual way, there has to be the social element involved in it. Sure. Because otherwise, it's still just a competitive game. And you're just mm-hmm. you're staring at the cards and not the person across the table from you. And that is a different kind of play. Hmm. This is why we have these conversations. <laughs> Every week, you teach me something new. All right. Anything else to talk about in this limited subject area? I don't think so. I got really distracted by knowing what my Keyforge rank was. <laughs> Which Did is you figure it out? Somewhere in the 400s. Oh, that's not too bad. That's not bad. Out of like 2,000 players. It's because there weren't that many vault tours. <laughs> that's only the vault tours. I don't know where I fall, you know, among things that have actually happened. Yeah, it, this is one of the things where... Because there's a lot online. Yeah, well, this is what brought this up, really, is the number of registered users... Because Keyforge is interesting because it's a purely physical game, but we know how many people have registered decks. We know how many decks were registered. We know how many people have ever participated in a vault tour. And we can take those numbers 
and say, okay, 2 million accounts were created. Or actually, I don't think 2 million accounts were created. But it was it was like something like, you know, 250,000 to 500,000 accounts were created. But, you know, two to 4,000 people actually competed in any kind of high-level event. I think it's 2,500 people are signed up for, or um, ranked on the Vault Tour. Right. So it's like 1% of the people who have accounts have ever competed in a high-level event. So what are those Mm -hmm. other 99% doing, right? I mean, like, did you just create an account? Like, how many of them are active accounts, too? Because, like, I am part of that small percentage, and I just had to go reset my password because I hadn't logged in in so long. And I'm ranked 400-something. Yeah, I'm not saying that any of these users are still active, but at one point mm-hmm. they created an account and added a deck to that account. So they bought a Keyforge yeah. deck and went far enough where they actually registered that. And I would say that there's a lot more people that probably bought a Keyforge deck and never registered it. Um, yeah, there's we- a, a certain amount of just curiosity. Like, I want to see what this is all about. Yep. You know, and maybe a lot of them discovered like, well, that was fun once, but I don't want to keep doing this. Exactly. But it's still interesting that 99% of the players that we know of have never, (laughs) have never participated in an actual high level event. But those events are the things that get the most attention. We were pretty lucky that we had several. Oh, our location. Yeah. 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 Location really matters. Yeah. And, and that doesn't count people who participated at store level events and things like that. So I know mm-hmm. those numbers exist someplace. Um, they're just not public. So, but like how many people participated in a chain bound event or a local store championship or something like that? Um, mm-hmm. we only know what was, you know, the vault tour list or the leaderboard list is only for vault tours. It's not for anything mm-hmm. else. So that's all we know there. Um, but yeah, I just think it's interesting that we have so the, the, difference between those competitive and casual players. So that still doesn't mean that you shouldn't join a Seven Wonders Duel League with me so that you can get good. We're just going to do we're going to do a tournament. <laughs> get good. We're going to do a Seven Wonders Duel tournament. We're just going to do it. Not over Thanksgiving. It was really fun. I I was looking at my stats and I went up to like 117 and then right back down to 100 where you can't go back below there. And that is where I remain. <laughs> I'll just have to start another round of games. Um, the problem is, it's so buggy on mobile, where sometimes you click that card, and it just shows you the description of the card, and it does that, and you can't get to, the, no, I want to do the actions. And it makes me insane. Yeah, the trick to so that I have is, to get out the computer or the iPad. The trick to it is double tap the card. It, it doesn't work. I tried. I've tried everything. Then just play it on a computer. I just go get the computer and then, but then my children try to touch my computer and then, you know, <sighs> sticky fingers ensue. Way harder than I ever thought. Kids make everything <laughs> so much harder than it needs to be. Like every aspect of your life and their lives, like something like just blow your nose. How can just blow your nose become such an argument? And yet, <laughs> I know that it's not just me because I heard my sister trying to bribe her child <laughs> so hard not to call her out publicly here. that It was so funny because I was so familiar with this struggle of just just blow your nose because they get dis- they make everything disgusting. 
But I love uh, them and they're delightful. I, and I like, everyone. <laughs> John says it gets easier. Um, and he has, I think, an entire basketball team. Uh, so he would know. <laughs> like Eventually they realize it feels good to blow your nose because. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Courtney, Courtney's like, making my kids change their clothes is the worst punishment I can dole out to them. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. Well, my kids love to change their clothes. My daughter especially. <laughs> my son has learned how to sniffle. And my mom, my mom, <laughs> Sydney is a nose blower. She never sniffles. She only blows her nose. And which is crazy to me because I am definitely a sniffler. But now that he's taken up sniffling, I'm like, oh, man, both of those sounds it's are disgusting. super annoying. <laughs> but I think the sniffling's worse. So now I feel a little bad. But also, oh. you've inflicted your sniffling upon this world for how many years, Chris? <laughs> I don't know, like twenty-seven. It's been a, it's been a long, long time. <laughs> sure, twenty-seven for twenty years now. I was gonna yep. say you're younger than me now. <laughs> Turning into my mom. Uh, the other day, my nephew asked my parents how old they are, and my mom said that she was twenty-three, and my dad said that he was one hundred. And I was like, "This is going to lead to some really interesting conversations when he repeats those numbers, guys." <laughs> <laughs> Neither of them is accurate. <laughs> yep. To Zachary, everyone's either two or three or one hundred. So I'm like, "All right, you're one." Yeah, my dad has decided to adopt one hundred. He's just like, "Yep, that's that's where I am." I'm nice old. I'm 100. <laughs> yep. All right. We have gone off the rails, which is probably better than what the rails were. But I still... I, <laughs> That's like the, the name of this podcast should really just be off the rails. Off the rails. <laughs> yeah. Off the rails. On topics, Chris. not at all. No topic. One of my favorite episodes we did was off topic. <laughs> we should do more of those. Every month we should just do an episode where it's just like, eh, let's just start chatting. <laughs> I don't Listeners look at the right tell months. Chris why that's a terrible idea. But also, I don't I'm look at board. the listener numbers or the download numbers anymore. <laughs> but I'm curious if we just had like an episode a month where it's just like we're just talking about nothing. If that would be more today, we're talking about Formula One. Yeah, for, for, could be. No, I watched. That we might get more movie. listeners that way. What's the yeah. name of this movie where the snail competes in the Indy 500? Man, is that a bad movie? Oh, yes. I know what you're talking about. Turbo. Michael. Turbo, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Michael has my back. <laughs> yeah. I watched that for the first time yesterday. Not a fan. I I try to avoid cartoon movies. Although I did recently watch Luck, and I really liked that. But I think I mentioned that in the past. So if you haven't watched Luck, watch that. Apple TV. And probably everything else now. But it was Apple TV. All right, Kitty. Get us out of here. Tabletop Game Talk is a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. You can be part of our live recordings Monday nights at 8.30 Central. Join our, Discord to con- join our Discord to continue the conversation. It's also where you can join us and other listeners in a constant stream of online games on Board Game Arena. The show notes have all the links you need, and you can always go to tabletopgametalk.com for more information and to search our growing archive of episodes. Hosting fees and giveaways are sponsored by our patrons. Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sahara Wentworth, Michael Finley, Listener Doug, The Gift of Games, Jason Strong, John Lewis, Joe Hoover, Dinda Hersey, Jim Conrad, Lightning Steve, Gary Bunker, Peter Fleming, Andrew Fayash, John Williams, Sir Sully, Matthew Droke, Timothy, Paul Romer, Nicholas Lotz, Weatherman Keith, 
Leanne Verholst, Stephen Judd, Marina Stevens, Ben Gary, Sean Peck, Michael Yanikowski, Jeremy Fisher, Christopher Tong, Terrence Miltner, Richard Jossi, Token Fan Forever, Stephen Falcon, Joe Romero, David Radke, Brian Arnold, Courtney Falk, Ryan Ellett, Dan Seed, Darren McClellan, David Garner, Jesse Wheeler, Charles Pearson, Agnes Toth, Ron Nelson, Aaron Moore, Don Gilstrap, Glenn Cotter, Eric Slander, Adrian Dong, Eric Huffman, Jason Ronnie, Justin Willard, Jerry Wong, Sean P. Kelly, Christy Keel, Monica Whitman, and Michael27. And thank you to anyone who's ever been a patron, past, present, and future. Your support means the world to us. Until next week, keep playing games and having fun. So, Kitty, speaking of bringing a friend someplace, um, are you ever going to come into the city and play games with Fletcher and I? And Fletcher, are you ever going to invite us to do that? <laughs> I think I have before, but you guys are just so far away. I saw I a thing come- on TV, and I really believe this, that an open invite is no invite at all. I think I saw that on Ander. <laughs> Um, so you need to pick a day, pick a time and actually invite us. You can't just say, come on over whenever you want. Cause then we say, what about this day? And you say, no, what about that day? No, except you've never asked me those. <laughs> yeah, Cause um, I don't want you to I'm say sorry. No. My, I, I have not wanted to infect anyone with plague for the last several weeks, but I do need to get together with you soon, Chris, because I have your frozen cookie dough. <laughs> frozen cookie dough. Oh, well, the knows. cookie dough that I ordered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that got delivered um, Tuesday. So, yep. Um, we need to get together to do that. I also thought of something that actually would entice me to play a competitive game once again. And I looked down and realized the, the one thing that I very much enjoy yeah. about playing yeah. is when I get free shirts. Get swag. <laughs> free shirts. <laughs> free shirts. Jeez. Swag. If I can earn a sweatshirt playing a game, even if I lose mostly, then yeah, I'm in. Actually, I really did like that about the Valtour stuff is like, you just play, you get shards, and then you can spend those shards on stuff. And it meant yeah. that anytime you play- And you got more shards you got if stuff. you won, but even if you lost, you got enough that you could get a sweatshirt eventually if you tried hard enough. Yep. Yeah. And that's a good system too. Give me stuff. 